this weapon is really dangerous in yeah. my hand. I mean, it's like walking into a supercharged environment while holding a gun. Yeah, it's true. At any moment, if I have the slightest overreaction and pull the trigger to this gun, I could do immense damage. Yeah. yeah. Right now, that doesn't mean I necessarily will, but it's all too easy for that to happen. And that's kind of how I feel about anger. It's like when I yeah. carry it into a situation, it's like I'm holding this mm. massive weapon. Yeah. And all it takes is one little wrong move for me to use it inappropriately. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast, an ongoing social experiment to see if young Christians can go more than 30 minutes without referencing the Enneagram. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Really Real Podcast. It is episode 63. I'm Anson, along with Kara and Isaac. The Really Real Podcast is a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. Let's talk about what we've got on tap for today. The world is lava, and Isaac is attempting to stay quiet when, and I'm quoting Isaac exactly here, (laughs) other people are being silly. That's my favorite. (laughs) Which I think is kind of a euphemism for something else, but I don't want to speak on your behalf. Rampant silliness lately. So much going on. I know that people being literally silly just really grinds your gears because you're such a serious person that is anti-humor. Definitely wasn't quoting B-movie right before we started recording. (laughs) Yes. So I have a feeling there's a little more to the story. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Kara, you have amateur hour. I do. And I see that going caveman and building a fire <laughs> well, is, is the skill that you worked on this week. I wouldn't take it all the way back to caveman status, but I did build a fire. Yes. And it worked? It worked. It okay. was a very good fire, wow. according to Cody. Right. So we I shall hear more. Yeah. And good. I may need your help sometimes because yes. I'm pretty bad at that. So <laughs> yeah. maybe you can Same. share some tips yeah. with the class. Okay. Time travel. I am taking us back to... 2010, which I think is where I've taken us back every time. 2010 must have been a big year for me. Um, When I created a Tumblr blog. Oh my goodness. You were on Tumblr? I was and remain to this day with some caveats on Tumblr. Wow. Incredible. And I will explain what I was doing on Tumblr back in 2010. I am impressed. This is exciting. And then our word of the week for this week. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago, we're kind of like bouncing back and forth, I feel like, between happy word sad yeah. word happy word sad <laughs> word so last week we did peace we're back to the sad words the negative yeah. words this week it's true and we're talking about anger yes yeah <laughs> what are your first impressions of the word anger Kara? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> gee yeah I feel singled out at all sorry first impressions of the word anger scary dangerous yeah taboo okay here's a question for you and we can get into this more later yeah Scary and dangerous and taboo for yourself or for others or for both? Mm, Okay, that is a good question. Both, actually. Okay. Now that you mention it. Isaac, what are your first impressions of anger? Just yes. Like, because (laughs) I I think that I have spent most of 2020 in some low boiling level of anger, like Mm. not quite kind of a simmer. Yeah. I've been simmering this entire year over like, (laughs) so anger has been a very familiar emotion this year. Gotcha. I'm definitely interested in this week's topic because whether we like to repress our anger or allow it to flow freely, I think (laughs) either way, anger is something that we all deal with. We just deal with it in very different ways. And so Mm. hopefully our conversation can kind of help us identify, okay, how do 
I deal with anger, how does that express yeah. itself or manifest itself for me? Yeah. And what changes maybe do I need to make in the way that yeah. that manifests so that it's manifesting in a healthier way, yeah. perhaps than it has in the past. So that's coming up on the show today. Let's start with what everybody is drinking today. I'm actually going to kick us off today because, guys, we are through Thanksgiving we are into December. Uh-huh. That means it's Christmas season. That's right. And that means it's time to bust out the peppermint. Oh. Nice. So I've got a peppermint mocha. Nice. Because Good choice. I love peppermint stuff, but it just, it's kind of like Christmas music for me. Mm-hmm. Uh. You start it after Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's how I feel about peppermint as well. <laughs> okay. Like peppermint drinks, peppermint ice cream. Ooh, love okay. peppermint yeah. ice cream, by the way. Yeah. It's a December thing yeah. for me. Yeah. It's a, it's a Christmas is almost here. Bust out the peppermint. So that's what cool. I did today. Like it. I took my first sip of eggnog this week. <gasps> oh, that's another good one. Oh. Uh, my brother who's living in our house right now has been buying eggnog since August. <laughs> like as soon as it hits the shelves, he starts buying okay, it. See, the problem with the eggnog thing is like, I feel the same way about it. That mm-hmm. it should start after Thanksgiving. Yeah. But it goes out of stock. Stock, yeah, probably around pretty now quickly. Ish. Like, yeah. so you got to get in on it and get it before it yeah. disappears. And so. he's been buying the great value knockoff stuff. Oh. So I've been drinking that, but I keep hearing rumblings of vegan eggnog somewhere. And that just mm. sounds really good. Does it? Yeah, it, it actually does to me. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> eggnog sits so heavy in your stomach and I really like yeah. it, but I have to have it like uh, in small doses. That's true. So and it sits heavy in your stomach is like the definition of everything that I love. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate, I hate hate feeling heavy at all. <laughs> eggnog is like just like syrup. Creamy fettuccine Alfredo yes. and heavy eggnog. And that's like, you know, yeah. put Bring me it. into a coma so I, I can't I love get off it. the couch. Bring it. I love it, but I know that I just hurt if I have more than like a small glass yeah. of it. That's so, fair. Well, I'm trying to be very respectful of the phrase vegan fill in the blank. Yeah, I get that. Sounds yeah. really good because I have a, that is, a, that, a that gut is level opposite. adverse reaction to that. <laughs> to that phrase. I don't think I've ever that. heard vegan anything and thought, ooh, that sounds really I good, it, but yeah. fair. I'm trying not to judge. If I can get my hands on, will you try it? Yes, I would okay, try sweet. it. Okay, we'll, sweet. We'll give it a <laughs> shot. Would, I'll try anything. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm drinking Zen tea. It's Tazo Zen, and it's a mixture of green tea, lemongrass, and spearmint. Whoa. And I know. Spearmint. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. I really like it for just a little bit of caffeine, but mm. I just need something warm, and it's not too crazy or over the top, and it's kind of soothing yeah. because, nice. you know, zen. You dig the spearmint, <laughs> yeah, too? Because like I feel like spearmint's kind of uh, yeah. polarizing. Like Some people really like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't always gravitate toward it, but in this particular mixture, yeah. it's like just the right amount. It's mm. not too overpowering. Yeah. 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 All right, let's talk about what's on repeat this week. I'll kick us off yet again. My on repeat for this week is a new song from K. It's called Yes Song. And when I say that this is a new song, I use that term kind of loosely because it's not exactly new. It's a worship song that you've probably heard by now. Right. Yet KB lately has been doing this thing. His new album he released, he has several of these where he's taking worship songs and kind of remixing them into his own like hip hop thing. (laughs) And I love these. I think these are really, really cool. I love the fact that he's taking these songs that we all know and love that we sing in church. He's using the choruses from them, but then he's adding so much 
much character mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Uh, and adding these like rap verses and all this stuff. And he does this with Yes Song, one of the most popular worship songs of the last few years. Mm-hmm. And he's given it his own twist. And I feel like these are a perfect fit for Real FM. Yeah. You kind of get some of that worshipfulness yeah. with a very modern hip hop vibe underneath it. And KB has just been killing it for yeah. like the last several years. Like yeah. every single he releases, I pretty much love. Yeah. It's one of those as the program director, whenever I see a KB song pop up on the new releases, I'm just kind of like, oh, good. This good. will be an easy <laughs> yeah. week because this is probably like an automatic ad yeah. to the station. His last few singles have been that way. And yes, song is no different. Really okay. like that song. So. That's awesome. Mine's a little bit of a throwback for us. Marshmallow and Khaled Silence has been on repeat lately. I'm at one. And I've been quiet for so long. This whole year has been kind of like me alternating between oh, everything's really cool, beach vibe music, and then I'm sad and I need <laughs> something to jumpstart my brain this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> this song encapsulates both of those emotions. It's a very EDM-y, groovy kind of song, but mm-hmm. it also has deeper lyrics. I've really needed music to be a emotion processing machine lately. Yes. This is one of those songs that's just jumped out for me for that. It definitely has a somber. Yeah. Y- yes, mm-hmm. it's like a marshmallow song yeah. so it's got that poppy dancey vibe but it's like the most somber yeah. marshmallow song Som- you could imagine somehow but- crying in the club <laughs> but yeah. it's marshmallow it's just very it's weird like, it's like marshmallow went to like his grandma's funeral yeah. and then went out to the club afterwards uh, and, that's, and then that's the result club it in your funeral suit is this song and and that's just roughly like where November and December has had me lately and oh. I just think that it's kind of been one of those it's been nice to experience that and process that through music. All right, my on repeat is Katy Perry Daisies. So they cover me in daisies, daisies, daisies. So this is a, a brand new ad, but it's been here for a few weeks and mm-hmm. I do find myself just kind of jamming every time it comes on. It fits in that category for me of I know I always go back to this at the gym, but like I'm on the elliptical machine, mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep going and there's like several I would say songs in this realm like fight song and some of these that always just feel like very empowering Mm, to me and kind of like i'm gonna keep going even though there's discouragement even though people can be mean even though these things i can take those things and i can keep moving i'm not gonna stop i'm gonna keep going forward so i don't know that it's super deep but it always it's just kind of a good it's one of those like Mm -hmm. positive empowerment songs that's very up-tempo too so it's a good like workout Mm -hmm. song exactly yeah my daughters love that song yeah at the end of the chorus there's kind of this she almost it's not like her screaming but it's about as close yeah. to like screamo yeah. as like Katy Perry whatever yeah she gets the, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. some of my girls now just run around and scream daisies that's <laughs> good that's good it's awesome. good to have that energy in the yeah. house I yeah. love it's that it. kind of energy it that's is. what you need sometimes it is yeah. now it's time for a word from this week's sponsor and as you guys know in 2020 subscription shopping experiences yes. are all the rage right mm. now and for good reason you can get a subscription for pretty much anything. You can get a subscription for clothes. You can get a subscription for video games. You can even get a subscription for like HVAC filters. Yes, you, you can. Want. You can get you subscriptions can. for everything. <laughs> yes. And now introducing a new service called MeTV. Oh. When it comes to flat screen TVs, there is no such thing as one size fits all. You want the perfect combination of brand, size, and features to fit you and your family's needs. At the same time, 
shopping for a new TV is a royal pain. Who wants to have to go to the trouble of going to the store and picking out a TV every single time you need a new TV? Gross. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and that's where MeTV comes in. MeTV is a revolutionary new subscription-based TV shopping experience. Oh, my gosh. So MeTV's in-house TV experts will hand-select the perfectly crafted television for you every month and oh. ship it straight to your door. Yes. Wow. That means you will always be stocked up on the latest and greatest HD TVs. Wow. So you'll never have to go TV shopping again. <laughs> Even better when you sign up for me TV using the promo code real, your first month's TV is free, which is pretty incredible. Please note that this does require a 24 month me TV subscription oh. to claim your free TV. Subscribers will receive one new TV per month I'm, until the subscription is canceled. Wow. 24 TVs. Me TV subscription wow. is $799 per month after the first 30 days. <laughs> okay. Early termination yes. fee of $3,000 applies. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. I like that they're doing this. Um, I'm going to build a wall of 24 televisions. <laughs> this is good. Get ready. The world is lava. So hot right now. This is where we describe our experiences. Scoonchin on the wall near the lava pit. Not necessarily <laughs> falling in, singeing the crocs a little bit. And that's been my experience this past couple of days. There's been a lot of video chats and family texting and sometimes safely social distance gatherings when possible. And a lot of it has involved being around people that I just haven't been around a lot this year. And with that comes everyone sharing their thoughts about everything that's happened this year. Mm. And we've talked about this. I'm a words person mm -hmm. and we've kind of talked about arguing and how conflict is had. And when you're a words person, you can kind of know what mm -hmm. to say to either uplift someone or I have a talent to jokingly absolutely rip somebody down and probably be able to position myself and say, well, I was just kidding when right, right. I know <laughs> you that that's not. Yeah, you just couch everything in humor to kind of right. give you an out yeah. whenever yeah. you need it. And yeah. it's funny that we're talking about anger this week because <laughs> just the past couple of days, I've had plenty of opportunities to snidely jump in and throw my two cents mm. in, mm. avoid a fight by diffusing quickly, but still get right. my, <laughs> like, get my jollies in. <laughs> I still want in. to get your point across though. Though, right? Like yeah. it's, it's this weird, I don't want to escalate it, yeah. but I want you to know where I stand. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think sinister. that I think that around the holidays that happens for a lot of people yeah. who are fellow words people it where does. the temptation is there when Uncle Rick says blah blah blah, and you're like, I could really jump in and wreck this whole man right now <laughs> and still be able to not have everyone mad at me. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. So that's been kind of the pit of lava for me because mm. I think that as everyone has had a hard year, mm. there are some people who maybe want to just spend time with their family and vent about that. And, and with that comes maybe some opinions you're not mm. going to be excited about. Yeah. But self-control, particularly in what I say, has been very difficult lately. Yeah. But I will say if I've started fights or gotten into arguments, it's been less than I wanted to. <laughs> that's progress. And that's I good. think that's, that's, that's right progress direction. in yeah. some direction. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's two things in 2020 that particularly make this difficult. One is just all the stuff that's yeah. happened yeah. and how polarized that stuff is. Yeah. election, pandemic, yeah. all of these things. When people get together, they want to talk about current events. That's normal. And mm -hmm. current events just lead to right. disagreement at the yes. moment. Yeah. So it just is a lot more charged right from the get-go, even mm -hmm. than it's been in the past, which is saying something. Yeah. And then I feel like the other thing that I struggle with is this whole tension between when I have a responsibility mm -hmm. to speak up or confront someone right. on an issue versus when... I'm doing that more out of my own 
personal yeah, gain or right. my own personal satisfaction. I guess it's examining your motives. If someone is talking about an issue that I feel like is actually really important, mm-hmm. do I want to express my opinion to this person to actually try to help influence their yeah. opinion on something mm. or because I get a smug sense of satisfaction yeah. about mm. yeah. saying my piece or yeah. whatever, and right? I think my anger definitely manifests itself in smugness. I think mm. having to stop and practice empathy when people are flying mm. off the handle about something. Yeah. I think that it's a particular struggle for people who have that way with words. Yeah. It's just hard to know your motivation with it. But Well, and that's your brain jumping in there too. That's your amygdala getting involved mm-hmm. and saying there's danger and I need to immediately respond to it. And yeah. if you're a words person, that's how you respond. This yeah. is your defense immediately so yeah. it's really hard to like retrain your brain or reroute those wires yeah. Yeah. and be like no actually i want to go this way yeah. it takes a lot of energy yeah, right. it takes a lot of in the moment pumping the brakes and saying hold up let's wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> just let this play out right. right and we've talked about it on the show before that mindset of listening mm-hmm. yeah. is so key to that and not just hearing but actually actively listening, listening and yeah. saying like i actually want to hear what this person mm. is saying and try to understand why they're saying it yeah. and if we spend more i think of our mental energy in that mm-hmm. mindset i want to try to dissect and understand this person in my mind right at least for me that redirects my energy energy away from mm. how am I going to quipply or smugly respond to this thing yeah. and shut yeah. this down? That tends to be my mode of operation. I'm listening to you, but only in the <laughs> sense that I'm waiting for my opportunity to respond <laughs> or waiting, counter waiting you. Waiting to snipe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and as then opposed to saying, no, I'm just going to sit back and listen and try to understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I focus more of my mental energy there, I'm less focused on the response Maybe I won't even respond at all. I can right. just focus on the, the listening yeah. part and only jump in when it's really and that's necessary huge. and hopefully productive. Learning that you can stay quiet through a, <laughs> through, through a topic that you care a lot about yeah. has Ooh, been that's, really frustrating. It's a very good practice to throw yourself into, I think. Yeah. yeah. Keeping in the brand with like my pick for this week of silence. I've been maybe practicing <laughs> silence a little bit more go. than I'm used to. Mm. Oh, yeah. wow. Amateur hour. Amateur. Amateur hour. Yeah. Amateur hour. Okay, so it was my turn again this week to take on something I am not very good at and attempt to do it. And so (laughs) we decided this week, you know, it's kind of chilly out Mm -hmm. and we're getting to that time of year where a little fire on the back patio in a fire pit. My husband's really good at this Mm -hmm. and he's usually the one that will build us a little fire on the back patio. We can sit back there and enjoy. And I was like, what if I did this? And he's like, that's a great idea. Let's go do that. Okay. Well, part of the challenge here is that it had been rainy and drizzly for a couple of days. So Mm -hmm. all of the things that you need to build a fire were a little bit damp, I would say. So making the challenge it was a little much tougher. It was a little more challenging. Those are very wet. So we started with a pile on the very, very bottom of the fire pit. You put a pile of ripped up paper. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of paper we're putting in here to start with. One of the things I learned immediately about building a fire is you always need more material than you think you do. You're mm-hmm. like, that's probably good, right? Uh, Cody's yeah. like, nah, you need like twice that much. And then it burns <laughs> up in like 10 seconds. And like, you're like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> that's right. So before we even lit a fire, we had a whole lot of preparation. And I was like, he makes this look so much easier than it is. So we, I ripped up a whole bunch of paper and he was like, now rip up some more. Okay, I rip up some more paper. Leave that on the bottom. He's like, all right, now you need some small twigs, like a mm-hmm. little bigger than toothpick size twigs. 
So we've got the paper and then I have to go gather the twigs. So I stomp it off. We live near woods, <laughs> thankfully. You so were sent scavenging. You actually, yeah, I, you went I off actually, to the woods. I actually went into the woods, which the woods yeah. aren't very far from our house. So Put on your flannels, you know. grab yeah. your hatchet, yes. <laughs> go get some twigs. Exactly. <laughs> A temporary beard forms. <laughs> Something like that. Triple the pile of sticks. Okay. Lots of preparation and building a fire. So I got those done and I got a little pile and I was like, great. And he's like, now pick up that whole pile and put it on top of the paper. I was like, cool. Look at that. I'm so proud. Proud of that pile of sticks right there. Very, very nice pile of sticks. Yeah, thank you. But now he tells me we need another pile of sticks slightly bigger. So back to the woods I go. So I went to the woods and found bigger <laughs> sticks. <laughs> just went to the woods. How many times casual. did he just send you to the woods? <laughs> well, again, the woods isn't very far That's from true. our it's house. Like, it's like two steps. Your, na- your neighbors watched you make 20 trips to and from the woods. They're like, what is she doing? What's going on? It does sound, when you say it that way, though, like I would just own that instead okay. of like, you know, it's just two steps no, into I the woods. Like, went no, to the mountain. I like journeyed into yeah. the, the woods. woods. So I found more sticks of medium size. <laughs> <laughs> I will confess, Cody did feel sorry for me and helped me gather just a few. Uh, okay. um, he got a few bigger branches and he broke couldn't them up. help himself. Like, he couldn't help it. He was like, here you go. You would do the same for me. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, thank you. So we had the medium sticks. So then you put those on top of the twigs. Right. And then he was like, all right, now you need branches size sticks, like even bigger. I was like, there's a, okay. So we go to the next, like yes. bigger Small, branches. medium and large. And yes. then, but then there's one even above that. Then were the logs. Right. So we pile all AKA of this. extra large sticks. Extra yes. large. <laughs> jumbo, jumbo sticks. Giants. Big gulp branches, if you will. <laughs> exactly. So we pile it all into the fire pit. And yes. it's a very big pile of wood and kindling. He's like, is, this, right. an, is this an outdoor situation or is yeah, this an yeah. indoor? Okay. Oh, You're yeah, saying no, like branches. Outside. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm like, <laughs> Isaac's like I'm not yeah, surprised that Cody's. Up. Oh, he's a master. Yeah. Of like this. fire building yeah. protocol yeah. is sure. a little extra. Yeah. That seems. It's legit. On brand. Yeah. Very much. And it works. And so he, he yeah, walked me through. No he doubt. Was, yeah. He was like, well, here's the thing that most people make the mistake of. You start with this and it mm. runs for a little bit. Right, he's you like, skimp on it. Right. Right. Like, that's the problem. Exactly. He's like, the goal is to create a fire that is self-sustaining mm. that basically as long as you keep putting stuff on it, it'll keep burning. So right. the goal ah. is to like create this really hot bed of coals yes. in the bottom, which is why you need like the paper and the twigs at the bottom. He's like, a lot of people get lazy and skip this step and then the fire won't last. It feels like it's marriage therapy. I know. I know. <laughs> what you true. want to do is build a self-sustaining fire. It's true. Ooh. That's so brilliant. Zen music in the background. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Then we got to the point where it's like, all right, we're going to actually light the fire. I did get to cheat a little bit. I say cheat. He said it was okay to do use a little bit of lighter fluid around yeah. the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, to help get it going. You go without that. Like that makes your job oh, so man. much harder. So much it? harder. So douse the thing in lighter fluid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then... You, you went from a little bit around to dousing. <laughs> no, okay. It wasn't, that, that changed. It wasn't doused. That it was... rapidly did a turn. <laughs> Back to uh, arsonist Kara, like Sorry. pyromaniac here. It wasn't okay. Going inside to get the fire extinguisher. Okay, it wasn't quite doused, but... Kara's red hair ignites in excitement as she douses the fire in lighter fluid. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like for some reason there should be some sort of connection to your hair. There should be. Like yeah. You turn yeah. Into oh, some yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably because I'm currently reading like a high fantasy oh, like book series. It's go. like very magical. And that so would explain. Yeah, it feels like, yeah. yeah, your hair would just like explode it's, into flame. Yeah. As you yeah. Cast yeah. Igni. And yeah. The <laughs> cast the fire spell. Yeah. And the That's right. Extra That's large sticks. sticks. <laughs> 
That would have been way easier if yes. you just done that. <laughs> yeah. So we proceed to the lighting stage of the fire mm-hmm. and you got to get the little tiny pieces of paper that are now like way under there. The paper needs to get to the twigs and this is not as easy as it sounds, yeah. y'all, because you light the paper and it starts to burn. You're like, yay! And then it goes out. Oh, there's a flame. It has not caught yet because it is windy. Not very windy. This windy. It's not really that windy. <laughs> Hey, now. Like, yeah. oh, okay, that didn't work. So, so then you go to the other side and you're like, okay, I'm going to light this side. And it starts going. You're proud of it. This is going good. And then once that side takes, you want to go light the other side. And we're having a really hard time lighting this side. All right, give us your commentary. Uh, It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a harder time getting it to light on this side, the paper, and get it low enough to... Ooh, okay, I something's e- happening. It's happening. Yay. Haven't even told her the other side is burned out, though. <gasps> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here we go. This is now starting to sound much more like yeah. every fire building experience yeah. I've ever had. Yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> like, okay, yeah. light. Oh, it went out. So finally, we got one side going really well. The other side just did not want to light. So one side was going enough that it started to spread to the rest. The good news is, I think you've got a strong enough flame on the one side okay. that I think it's going to go ahead and take off. Yay. Yes, definitely. Good. So now we have a fire, and the real test will be will we still have a fire in 10 minutes. Ah, that is the test. Okay. We sat there and chatted for a little bit and pretty soon he was like, you got a fire here, by the way. I got a big fire, guys. It's looking really good. It's a really good fire. Yay. It's about a 30 inch flame from the base of the sticks all the way up above the logs. Like a big flame. Nice. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, that's a good fire. <laughs> so, Doesn't it always feel so good when someone who's really good at something is like, yeah, yeah. hey, look, you did that's good at a this good thing. Fire. You're like, oh, oh, oh thank me. you. Well, well, you, you know, know, gold star. I just happen to be an expert just, fire builder exactly. now, but no oh. big deal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So at the point where the fire was looking pretty awesome, we topped it off. Cody remembered we have these things that you sprinkle on the fire that turns the flames colors. We have these awesome what are they called exactly? Like I think it's called color flames. We have these awesome things that you sprinkle into the fire like you would sprinkle on salt and it makes the flames colorful and it's the best. And I didn't even think about putting that in there. But now it's glorious. It's like some sort of Harry Potter fire creation in mm-hmm. front of us. I'm going to take a video so I can show you guys. You guys what? have seen I'm these? sorry, what? Huh? Yeah, it really was like magic at this okay, point. Okay, now we're arguing like into magic mode. This really no, yeah. was like Harry Potter. You sprinkled magic dust on your fire? <laughs> yes. I've never heard of this. And it turns, co- I will show what you. What colors did it turn? Blue and purple and... What? Yeah. You have so casually mentioned <laughs> what the best parts of this story. <laughs> Dust and lighter fluid and then magic fire. Oh my Look. goodness. Get out. What? See the fire? That's, is it like pink? In the very bottom? Or? Yeah. It doesn't come through perfectly, but it's like blue and oh purple and pink. When we wanted to do that in Northeast Arkansas, <laughs> we'd just throw styrofoam on the fire. <laughs> oh, and here's a video of the fire so you can see. It's like actually going pretty good. Yeah, that is that is a good looking fire. A good fire. Get out. That okay, looks really I need cool. to know where you get the color yeah. stuff because if I uh-huh, uh-huh. don't tell my girls that I have yes. a secret fire secret magic fire. powder yes. and then uh-huh. and just randomly like what and like, <laughs> yes sprinkle magic dust that on the fire magical. and it turns green or oh, something their, their minds they are going blown. to freak out yeah. and oh, i yeah. need to do this they'll yeah. obey you for the rest of their lives <laughs> exactly yeah. well, i will cast a magic green fire <laughs> yes. upon them yeah <laughs> yes so i think you can buy it at like ace hardware or okay. someplace like that <laughs> this one this one came in a large like jar that you shake like salt or something how okay. do you develop your magic fire skills 
Ace Hardware. Aisle <laughs> <laughs> seven. Basically, yes. I love it. I think at this point, if you want to hit it with a good dose of lighter fluid, okay. that's fair. I would probably come to this side that's not burning, though. Okay. Call. Weed! Hi, I'm Anson, host of the Really Real Podcast. Let's face it, finding the perfect new family pet is a lot of work. Not only do you have to pick the right breed, but then you have to find a pet store or animal shelter with the type of dog you're looking for. Well, from the creators of the MeTV subscription, now introducing Monthly Puppy. Monthly Puppy takes care of all of the challenges of finding a new canine companion. Not only do Monthly Puppy's pet experts find the perfect dog for your family, they put that dog in a cardboard box, poke a few holes in it, and then ship it directly to your front door. That's right, with Monthly Puppy, you'll never have to search for a family pet ever again. A fresh, brand new puppy will be dropped off right on your doorstep every single month for forever. Not a puppy person? No problem. Just let your personal pet expert know and they can stock you up on kittens, bunnies, lizards, and even tarantulas. Sign up for a 24-month monthly puppy subscription today and get your first month free. Monthly puppy. Puppies for everyone. So many puppies. Food and other puppy supplies not included. Monthly puppy subscription is $299 per month for 24 months with a $999 early termination fee. Please open puppy boxes immediately upon arrival as puppy will likely want to eat and use the bathroom. It's time for time travel. Time. This week, I am taking us back to April 4th, 2010. Mm. Let's go. When I did a very 2010-y thing, <laughs> which was start a Tumblr blog. Yes, sir. Oh and I just saw Isaac's face light up earlier yes. in the show when I mentioned that uh-huh. I had started a Tumblr blog. Because <laughs> I, I will say that doesn't really seem like a thing that I would do, at least in my own estimation. Or am I wrong about that? No, and that's to your credit, okay. too. <laughs> that's it. It's a very special class of person that's had a Tumblr, Uh, especially like at its peak like that. Right. That's. So I will say my Tumblr blog is maybe not the prototypical Tumblr blog where you vomit your emotions up yeah. to the uh, internet and get in touch with your emo side. Yes. Yeah. That was not necessarily what I was using Tumblr for. Imagine that. But <laughs> I maybe did have an emo phase at some point, but it was probably uh, another like seven or eight years before that when uh, I was okay. in about eighth grade. Yes. If I had access to a Tumblr back then... <laughs> oh. You have no idea the amount of money I would pay. Let's just say it's a good thing I didn't. But anyway, in 2010, I decided that I wanted to start a little bit of a project. And this project came about because my wife had this habit of just saying these random things that I was like, if nobody had any context for what you were talking about right now, this would be the weirdest thing to come out of someone's mouth. But I'm never going to remember these things unless I write them down. And so I created a Tumblr blog where I could just very quickly pull up the Tumblr app on my phone and write like a really quick little blog entry, maybe not even more than just a few words, and then just have it stored so that I could go back and revisit it at some point. On April 4th, 2010, I created my first entry on context deficit. You can go visit it if you want. (laughs) Contextdeficit.tumblr.com. A random assortment of things I hear people say each day, context not included. So the very first one was, apparently, I don't know how to eat or breathe. (laughs) 
good. I think that was something that my wife said. Yeah. And I'll just give you guys a few samples here from context deficit, sure. and you can see if you can I kind like of it. figure out maybe in what context a person yeah, might right. utter these words. That was lobster, like the way shrimp does is. <laughs> what? That was lobster, like the, the way, way sh- shrimp does is. Oh my gosh! What in the I, world? Um, <laughs> Right. That's that's mid brain failure. Kind of difficult. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Which I think that is what it is. I just probably omitted the ellipses that were probably part of that phrase. (laughs) This one's pretty good. Did that gag you? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Which that was I don't recall the context that that happened in, but my wife definitely said that. That's amazing. um, Because yeah, sometimes they get a little aggressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one, after all of the cows are dead, we can throw them into the ocean. Oh, yes. What? Okay. <laughs> this sounds like a daughter. Well, quote. I was going to say, yeah. was that one of your daughters? I think that was still my wife. Wow. We're still in 2010. Oh, That's my. amazing. My pants broke today. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> There's something about spicy pasta that makes water taste better. Ah, well, there you go. I weirdly get this. Which I suppose actually does kind of make sense. Yeah, I I understand what that means. Some of these sound like on the surface, oddly philosophical. And then you're Mm -hmm. like, wait, no, it's not really. Like when you're going as fast as you can, it's hard to go faster. That that deserves like a wind chime. Yeah. I like that. I want you to make like these motivational uh, graphics like yes. those influencers do. Yeah. Like yeah, just with that, these. That would probably make it even better yeah. if yes, I put it do. on just like like a Gary Vaynerchuk yeah, style of, yeah. of mountains that would and be forests. Awesome. And all your pants are in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Which this one still to this day happens regularly, where my wife mistakes the dishwasher and the washing machine <laughs> That's good. and other appliances yeah. and just <laughs> gets them wrong all the time so that i'm pretty sure is what was going on there man that would have been the perfect time for me to shoot you with a gun (laughs) again getting a little aggressive there hopefully a nerf gun it's like the circle of life except weirder and grosser (laughs) sometimes you put your fist in your mouth and need to be told not to Ah, okay. This one from 2015. This is for my daughter, Avi. I do vaguely remember this one. <laughs> I'll do the trick where I put his arms back on his shoulders and then I'll kill him with a sword. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember wow. being very disturbed when it's like a Mortal Kombat yes, finisher uttered yeah. by my daughter. <laughs> I'd rather eat your hair than a bum's hair. <laughs> That's love. That's what eating that is. hair? I don't That's know. Why? All right. Last but not least, this one again, getting back to the more aggressive ones. Oh, okay. I'm going to punch you with this knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Send me a link to this. I'm making graphics this afternoon. Yes. This I, I need to turn this into a graphic. Yeah. Basement, but We're doing this. Anyway, so. Glorious. Yeah, I had made one in 2017 and then I went three years without making one. Oh, my And this gosh. came back to me a couple weeks ago. This is a good project. I put in one in 2020, which was I had a thought a few days ago, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. A few days ago. Basically that just life. Yeah. 2020. Like, and there's nothing specific about that either. Just, I had a I thought, thought yes. a few days ago. Few days ago. And And I can't remember what it was. Same. So that just about sums it up, I think. (laughs) Without much further ado, I give you the word of the week. And now it is time for our word of the week, which, as we've said before, is kind of like a perspective potluck, but with words and ideas 
instead of garlic parmesan roasted shrimp with mango dipping sauce. Oh, that's, that's, wow. yeah, I'm not even. I know that was oddly that specific. Really good. It was. <laughs> Potlucks are never that good, but no, no but that's. Really I want to create like a high society aristocratic Ooh. weekly potluck. Ooh, people bring really fancy dishes Hello. to the potluck, and you come to that. I eat them. <laughs> You just want to be brought a lot of food weekly. Uh-huh. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. doesn't actually mean like I want to make one person benefits from this and it's you. That's called a cruise. Anyway, <laughs> that is called a cruise. That's true. Our word of the week for this week is anger. Like I said, we've been bouncing back and forth between the happy words and the less happy words. Yes. So it's less happy yeah. word week, guys. Yeah, We're diving yeah. into anger. Now, on one hand, if you're like maybe my wife, I know she's a personality type where she would say, yeah. I'm quick to anger. I have a temper and we probably I all know some people like that. I don't know necessarily that we have one of those in this room, but I think we may be married to some of those people. <laughs> yes. So we'll try our best to represent their views on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, I think you could have the types of persons where you would say either really, I just am a pretty even keel person. I'm yeah. pretty chill. Like the, I would describe myself it's, as that way. Uh-huh. I think I'm a, a pretty chill person yeah. and I don't get riled up very easily. And so I could go, ah, anchor. I have other things to worry about. Or you could even say, like, I literally never get angry. I don't even like thinking about getting angry. Yeah. And, and that so, would be me. Right. <laughs> maybe have this tendency at times to think, well, anger really isn't a problem of mine. Yeah. Right. But stuffing our anger or denying it or ignoring it yeah. probably is a also a problem. problem. Yeah. It's just the opposite end of the spectrum yeah. in yes. terms of how our problems manifest themselves. Uh-huh. Right. So I've probably kind of already spoiled this part of the conversation. <laughs> but just real quickly, let's go around. And how would you say anger as an emotion tends to manifest? manifest itself in your life and then maybe in like uh, your spouse's life. I'm going to choose the fuse analogy here. Okay. Hmm. I am married to a short fuse attached to a tiny little firecracker. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so Brie, I like this analogy. Bree has an anger threshold of like, why do you slam the door like that? But then it's over. Okay. It's like a quick little pop. Little and bursts. Then it's done. Yeah. Like, it's not really consequential unless you're holding it, in which case you shouldn't right. be holding a firecracker. <laughs> so do you think, obviously you're more well versed in this probably yes. now, but when you're not, would it be easy to interpret those little bursts of anger as more yes. meaningful than they actually yeah. are? And, and I think that context, like once you actually know the person and you can kind of contextualize, oh, okay, like that's your speed of reacting to things. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a really good analogy. Yeah. I think I have a 26.5 mile long fuse. <laughs> okay. Attached to like an underground missile silo. <laughs> And they've like duct taped swords to the outside of the missile. Oh my god! And it's like just a whole bad so you're thing. Like completely the opposite. Yeah, but no, big time. Yeah, oh I think my that gosh. my fuse is so long that I forget it's there, mm. and by the time I realize it's there, like it's gone down the silo and it's like creeping up and oh about no. to launch. And gotcha. I'm like, oh no! Ooh. But yeah, I become the person that's in the wrong mm. almost every time I go ahead and express what I'm angry about mm-hmm. because I have never mastered how to land that missile without blowing everything up. Gotcha. By the time I'm up there, I'm willing to just say like every bridge has been soaked in gas. We're lighting this thing up. We're done. Let's mm-hmm. carry this metaphor on because I like this metaphor. I know. This, this is a good one. It is a good Kara, how would you describe yourself? I think it's probably a little closer to what you said, Isaac, to yours. Before I think I got married, I probably would have said, no, 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 I don't. I don't do that. I don't explode. Mm. But 
And probably just didn't have opportunities. Yeah, to, marriage definitely gives us opportunities yeah. to learn about how we yes. react. Yeah. How you handle yeah. anger. So yes, I would definitely tend to be more of the long fuse mm. attached to some sort of larger explosive device. I don't know if I'm at missile status yet, but I probably could be depending <laughs> yeah. on how long it builds up for. The longer the fuse, the bigger the explosion. Yes. Yeah. And I have learned, I think, to not go as long. Right. I, I've, I've learned a little bit of that, but I still struggle with it because anger to me is like the most unsafe place both experienced and for me to express. Mm, I get that. I would say my wife is probably similar to your wife, Isaac, in that short fuse. I would describe her as one of those 100 strings of like black yeah. cats or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. more than just the one little pop. Several. <laughs> she tends to carry it on for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And she would very much identify herself as an escalator. So once mm. she gets going, uh, it kind of spins oh. up and she kind of needs some help sometimes kind of coming back down yeah. from down. that. I would say I'm a little different from you guys in that I would say my fuse is, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's quite as long as you guys, but also I would say I don't have the missile silo under the yeah. surface. It tends to be more almost insidious than that. Oh, yeah. When I'm angry, I, I tend chills. to express it <laughs> in more of a like manipulative yeah. kind yeah. of way as opposed to like an outburst. Yeah. I would describe it as like this fuse that kind of goes for a while and then like releases like a poison gas or something Ooh, yeah. like no, every yeah. so often yeah. as it's opposed subtle. to an explosion. Yeah. If you don't know me very well, you might not even really know that it's happening until it has or it is. If I get upset with someone, I tend to be passive aggressive, more manipulative. I don't really blow up very often at all. Not to say that that never happens because it definitely has, but I don't raise my voice a lot. I don't get upset in a very like demonstrative way. This is hard for me to say because it's not pretty, but I tend to gaslight people. Mm -hmm. I tend to manipulate people and that's how my anger. Well, it's it's the opposite of what we normally could use for good. You're a very intelligent, tactician-minded person, so it makes sense that if you're angry, like all of those powers could be used for evil. Right. You know, basically, like I could say a compliment or I could make you regret everything you've ever done. <laughs> right. like it. Carrie, you were talking about how for you, you feel like anger is one of the scariest things to get into mm-hmm. either when it's expressed by others or by you. Do you think there are things in your past that have caused you to feel that way? Is that more just a, mm. a personality trait that you were born with? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's both personality and development. Mm-hmm. My brothers were quite a bit older than me growing up, eight and 10 years older. So when I was in a very impressionable stage of life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they were in teenage hormone stage Mm -hmm. and there were some tough things going on. And so I I do think there was a little bit of that, that I had a little bit of fear of their anger. Not that they were ever, I mean, it it wasn't extreme, but it was enough that I was like, oh, I know something's wrong and I don't like it and I want to avoid it at all costs. Mm, Um, I want to make it not happen. Right. I think because of their anger as well, which if you're listening, I love you guys. Um, (laughs) Don't take this super personally because we were all a mess but i think i saw that and was like i can't be that like i had like a very brief angry period in maybe fifth grade you can see in the pictures of me (laughs) on your face yes like every picture of me is like refusing to smile it's like i went through that and it didn't work very well (laughs) it didn't get me what i needed Mm. i guess and so i decided like i'm gonna go the complete opposite of that mm-hmm. maybe interesting as we go into this discussion we're probably going to talk about our family environments and stuff yes. and, and with that the caveat is like look there's no playbook i grew up in an environment where my parents tried their best 
Yeah. yeah. They got some things right, got some things wrong. Mm-hmm. I think in that regard, anger was never demonstrated as a consistent way to process disagreement. We didn't see it as kids until like it was just so big it wouldn't be concealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think that you kind of learn from your environment how to deal with things. You just work with the toolkit you're given. Mm-hmm. So I think it was demonstrated to me in such a way where they did their best to hide any sort of anger or disagreement. But there are just sometimes where it's so big when there's people in the house, you just can't hide it at yeah. one yeah, point. Yeah. So I think the learned method there is like, OK, do your best to hide it. And then like eventually it's just going to pop up anyway. So and I think that yeah. that's more or less like what I learned and how to do that. I think I carry that with me now. I definitely saw a little more outward anger, I would say, among <laughs> my parents, not expressed in an abusive way sure, or right. anything like that. But my parents got into arguments with each other and raised their voices and had some yelling back and forth. But they always seemed to figure it out. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. I'm, I'm sure they did because we're all human. Right. But right. I, as a kid, like I didn't really get the sense that there was any festering oh. anger that was not dealt with. They got it out and dealt with it. Right. And so in some ways, I respected that, yeah. that they worked it out. And sometimes yeah. it got a little loud. There were certain lines, I think, that my parents still never crossed with right. each other. Like mm. I never heard them calling each other names. I never heard mm. them insulting each other. Yep. You know, there were questions about like, why did you do this? This is so frustrating to me and, and things like yeah. that, which are just part of being and, married to someone, part of being in a family. Right. Yeah. But it didn't cross those lines into mm. abuse and into hatred. Yeah. So in some ways, I think that was a healthy model of anger, maybe not a perfect one, sure. but a healthy one, yeah. generally speaking. Yeah. I do remember when I got married to Dream, we were engaged. We had a conversation at one point where we committed to each other. We're not going to yell at each other. I don't want to raise my voice at you. Mm. And we've been married for 13 years and I've never yelled at my wife. Like that's been a commitment that we've been able to keep to on the positive side. I do think that was a good thing to commit to. Mm -hmm. I am proud that we have stuck to that. On the negative side, I think I learned that it was still very possible to be unhealthily angry at people uh, without course. yelling at them. Yes, yeah. And yes. like I just talked about, that's really yeah. the bigger struggle for me personally yeah. anyway. Yeah. So not yelling at someone wasn't actually that hard for me personally and mm-hmm. probably isn't the primary thing I need yeah. to focus on. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so interesting about this topic to me mm-hmm. is that so many of us are so different yeah. that the things that we need to be reminded of and work mm-hmm. on in our own lives can be so different from each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Because I think growing up in the church, I'm reading a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Pete Scazzaro. And he says this, many Christians believe wholeheartedly that anger, sadness and fear are sins to be avoided. Mm. And when we feel these emotions, we're sure it's an indication something's wrong with our spiritual life. So we're taught that all feelings, especially anger, are unreliable and not to be trusted. And mm. so we shouldn't even in my head, maybe this isn't what was meant, but in my head that translated to, OK, don't be angry. Like, just don't. And if you are, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. Repent of it immediately and like move on. Mm. So Barry. Yeah. Yeah. If you could just eliminate yeah. anger right. and it just go away, evaporated into the air, right. that would be great. Yeah. yeah. But, but it has to go somewhere. Right. It doesn't just evaporate. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And it's kind of like what you were talking about, Anson, by not recognizing my naturally occurring anger, mm-hmm. I acted out through passive forms of resistance that I don't even always recognize. So maybe it's like there's the long fuse, but there's actually radiation coming out from this under (laughs) the ground. I'm not aware of, but it's like slowly poisoning some things because I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of mileage out of metaphors. I I was just thinking about that. And while I don't outwardly express in the moment when like tiny things bother me, I'm keeping a tally of like 
Yep, that's one of those things. And, right. and what that's doing is like adding another warhead to the already stacked supply. Yeah. So yeah. like when the blow up eventually happens, I'll bring up stuff from months ago that mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you did this. Yeah. And I can somehow conspiracy theorist tie it all sure. together with yeah. red string about <laughs> your logic to make why it. you hate yeah. me so much and you're doing yes. this. Like what I perceive as a productive way to not fight not fight, yeah. just not bring up that you're upset about something. Right. What that's actually doing is making the inevitable conflict so much worse. Oh, I know. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm choosing like, oh, I am a peacemaker and I am just above. I'm the one person in the world who can somehow just swallow this backlog of frustration <laughs> and never deal with it. Just swallow the bomb and it'll just explode yeah, inside like, me. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll we're, be fine. We're all fine. Yeah. Yeah. Never plays fine. out that way. Right. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think as human beings, we just, we are procrastinators and delayers mm-hmm. and like we just if yeah. we can take pain and suffering and difficulty and postpone it mm-hmm. like we do 90 of the time we're like yes i'll take that out yeah like if i can push it off for now yeah. i'll worry about later when it and happens. we get rewarded for that because having been married to a little firecracker and her family is like this too and they will admit this like they have a disagreement if voices are raised it's for five seconds and then it's over they'll still be at the table together eating and <laughs> i'll be there like what just happened <laughs> yes. like yeah. y'all should be not talking to each other now like right. that's my playbook of like you've said right. something okay i'm gone now yeah now the cold war begins right uh, yeah yes. and and i'm a little bit jealous of that but i think that we also demonize that that's how you don't do that you don't yell kind of like to kara's point we encourage this stuffing by saying that having these emotional outbursts means that you're not in control of yourself right you're, um, or just having the emotion at all mm, like yeah. even just experiencing anger right. to mm. me feels wrong sometimes i shouldn't even be angry yeah which is even harder than okay Okay, so now not right. only can I not express it, but I feel shame for having it. Yeah, just the very act of like feeling something is yeah. problematic. And there's this phrase that gets tossed around a lot in Christian circles that's called righteous anger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of this comes from the story in scripture of Jesus going to the temple and he's flipping over tables and he fashions a whip and drives yes. people out. It's such and a good story. It's <laughs> a good story. So we rad. Love that story. We love that story because if we come from a Christian worldview, we believe that Jesus was the perfect son of God that he did not sin. Therefore, he was able to feel anger and express anger and do it in a way that wasn't sinful, right? Right. Right. That's kind of our example that a lot of people will point to and say, well, feeling angry about something is not inherently sinful. And I totally agree with that. I think we get way off track when we start saying that these emotions that we feel internally Mm -hmm. somehow are a violation of what God wants from us because God created our emotions. Right. And again, to go back to Pete Scazzaro, this book I'm reading, he says to minimize or deny what we feel is a distortion of what it means to be image bearers of God. Mm. To the degree that we're unable to express our emotions, we remain impaired in our ability to love God, others and ourselves well. It ignores divine creation to say that God just kind of goofed when he let anger get into our noggins. Like God wasn't sitting there and turned his back to get his coffee when the anger button was pressed. Like (laughs) it's got to be there for a productive reason that we can use for kingdom work, I think. Right. Well, I mean, let's talk about God. If we are image bearers of God, that means we are reflections of him. Right. Mm -hmm. So if emotions are a part of our image bearerness, that means God also has emotions. And If you read, say, the Old Testament, this becomes pretty clear pretty quickly. Yeah. And I've recently read through the Old Testament and my initial impression is God is a pretty angry God. And I don't know if you guys have felt that way reading Mm -hmm. through the Old Testament, but there are certainly passages where Mm -hmm. that's felt like that to me. As I studied it a little bit more, I think it's really interesting that in Exodus, for example, God describes himself as being 
extremely slow to anger, mm-hmm. right? Now he doesn't say that he doesn't get angry. Yeah. And in the Old Testament, he clearly does. Yeah. But he describes himself as being very slow to anger. So if we take God at his word in mm-hmm. scripture and he is slow to anger and yet angry a lot, <laughs> to me, the illogical conclusion there is that humanity, especially Israel in the Old Testament, gives God plenty of reasons right. to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, instead of thinking as God is just this angry God that gets provoked so easily, we probably overestimate how quickly God gets angry yeah. and we probably underestimate how grievously we provoke him, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to just God like flying off the handle at every yeah. little thing. I think that helps to deepen our understanding of who God is and reconcile the fact that he could be angry in scripture. He also says he is slow to anger, but there's no denying that he does feel those things. Right. And those come out in pretty strong manifestations. Yeah. When we think about that, it's a little crazy to think that we shouldn't feel those things at all. Yeah. Ever. Because clearly God and, and Jesus do feel those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay that you feel anger when you see injustice happening and you see something that's just absolutely wrong taking place or mm-hmm. you've seen things that you know that need to be addressed. I think that that anger is supposed to be there so we can bring some sort of healing to that process. Now, right. healing is different from us angrily coming in and flipping <laughs> tables. Right. So yes. see, that's where I kind of run into a little bit of a roadblock mentally is, all right, so feeling anger is clearly mm. something that we were designed to do in right. certain cases and we shouldn't stuff it and deny it. But then what do we do with it? Right. right? Yes. So that's the big question. Like, how do we act on that feeling? Yeah. Um, that's where I, I would offer just a little bit of a caution on this idea of mm-hmm. righteous anger, because I feel like in our current culture, we kind of have an angry culture. Mm-hmm. We touched on this a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about contempt. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think in many ways in our culture, in contemporary discourse, we tend to label anger outrage, but we use it in a like virtuous sense. Mm-hmm. Like we, yeah. we think outrage is a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. If someone we know and agree with is going off on somebody that mm-hmm. we disagree with, we applaud that and get yeah. behind that. And it's get practically about weaponized. That. Like, oh, yeah, you shut that person down. You dominated them. You owned them with yeah. your righteous anger. Yeah. And we applaud demeaning words as righteous as long as we believe in the cause behind them. Someone shared recently a video of someone doing something problematic. They were doing a TikTok dance to a song of a white person rapping a song and saying the N word in it. Okay. Right. And yeah. it's, it's not a good thing. But the person that shared it just shared it with the caption of get them, which is like how sick them, right? Attack this person. And that this person has millions of followers. And of course, it went the way that you would expect. This person just absolutely got destroyed. I was watching it happen kind of in live time. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, what happens? Like, this person's just done. Do they have any motivation to ever admit that they were wrong? Right. So I, I think in some of these situations, that righteous indignation that we feel that flares up in us, I don't think there's necessarily any wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But then when we take that and use it to attack people, all of a sudden we cross a lot of lines really, really quickly. And when we justify that attack because, well, Well, it was a righteous, righteous, so I can do whatever I want to them. (laughs) Right. They deserve it somehow, right? Yes, we have the story of Jesus flipping over tables and expressing his anger to people Mm -hmm. in a certain setting. So clearly we know, okay, it is possible to do this in a way that's not sinful. The problem that I have there is Jesus was perfect. Yeah. And I am not. (laughs) Yeah. And therefore, this weapon is really dangerous in my hand. I mean, it's like walking into a supercharged environment while holding a gun. Yeah, that's true. At any moment, if I have the slightest overreaction and pull the trigger to this gun, I could do immense damage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, 
that doesn't mean I necessarily will, but it's all too easy for that to happen. And that's kind of how I feel about anger is like when I carry it into a situation, it's like I'm holding this flamethrower, this like Mm. massive weapon. And all it takes is one little wrong move for me to use it inappropriately. And I think this is backed up in scripture. We don't necessarily see a command, at least that I've been able to find anywhere in scripture, a command to righteous anger. Yeah. Like we have this example of Jesus being righteously angry, Mm -hmm. but there's no command that Paul gives us or even Jesus gives us somewhere in the gospels where he's like, Go forth and express your righteous anger to people who are doing wrong. Right. It it tends to be the opposite of that. It tends to be when people are expressing anger to you, turn the other cheek, back Mm -hmm. down, stay away. Vengeance is mine, says Mm -hmm. the Lord. These types of things. right? And even in the instances where scripture kind of appears to leave the door open, it's always followed with a warning. Mm -hmm. Right. Like in Ephesians 426 says, Don't sin by letting anger control you. In James, he says, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Mm. And so I feel like there's just all of these warning signs everywhere of saying like, Mm -hmm. look, Anger is a thing that you can feel. It's not intrinsically sinful. Right. But that doesn't give us this license to just take this weapon and just have it out with people. I think think control is the operative term there. It's like, don't let it run your actions don't let Mm. it control you there you can feel it but if it takes over then you've you've lost and assume that when you're feeling angry your judgment is probably compromised because your brain has been hijacked by your amygdala so therefore even if you were originally feeling it for righteous reasons there's a good chance your reaction isn't going to be righteous because your brain is on high alert and has hijacked this whole experience so that's extra reason for caution like I have this gun in my hands and I just drank 15 espressos (laughs) so I'm like really jumping Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Sometimes we think we're in control when we're not. Right. And that's probably the most dangerous. Yeah. And I have this habit of reading verses like be slow to anger, quick to love, be quick to forgive. And I think that I incorrectly expect, well, I've forgiven this person but I'm still mad. Mm. That must mean that it's still time for righteous anger. And somehow my anger is still warranted just because it exists. Oh, interesting. I think that it's wrong for us to expect our anger to just magically disappear once we've forgiven someone. I think the entire point is to know that once you've forgiven them, you're still going to have to deal with that anger in a productive way. Mm. That's just part of it. You don't magically get a pass from your anger once you've decided to forgive somebody. Right. Mm. So what does a righteous expression of our anger look like then? If it's not taking it out on someone else and saying, Mm. you're a terrible person for believing in this wrong thing or doing this wrong thing or whatever. What are our other options then? Knowing that stuffing it maybe is not a great option either. Yeah. I feel like maybe one potential avenue or outlet for that is to find a safe environment and a Mm -hmm. safe person with which to express those Mm -hmm. feelings. Yes. So expressing our anger to the person that we are actually angry with or in the environment that we are angry about, Mm -hmm. I think is kind of asking (laughs) for trouble. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, not that we couldn't potentially do it, but there's a lot of danger there, right? It's like lighting a match in a room where gas is starting to come in. Yes. If Mm -hmm. we can find a safe space lighting a match or lighting a candle, Mm. there's a lot less danger there because the environment is not as ripe for an explosion. Right. So it's about, I think in a lot of cases, seeking out that environment or person to allow us to express that and work through it without potentially 
blowing up at somebody without damaging someone. Yeah. yeah. And I think counseling is one mm, of the 100% best places to do that or just a, a counseling or a safe friend. Yeah. A friend yeah. or a loved one, maybe yeah. your spouse. And so if, if it's not with them, the, yeah. the right. conflict is happening. Yeah. Being able to go to them and just saying, man, this person or this thing just really upset me. And this yeah. is how I'm feeling. And this is how I'm processing this and right. allowing that person to kind of absorb some of that for right. you if they're a capable and safe person to do so. Mm-hmm. And remember that method requires a lot of in the moment self-denial because that says, okay, I don't get the satisfaction of just whipping (laughs) around and being angry. Like that's true. That is the correct way to do it, I think. But that requires in the moment when you're with that person that just made you angry, not flipping a table. And I I think that that can't be overstated. (laughs) Yeah. It requires actively saying, I am not in a good place to respond to this right now. Like recognizing I want to respond to this, but it's not going to be pretty. So let's take a break. Takes a lot of control. It does. Like Isaac was talking about. It does. I read this from Lisa Harper. This just really caught my attention. She was talking about righteous anger Mm -hmm. and she basically said the ultimate litmus test for righteous versus sinful anger. Anger is only righteous if it results in restoring people into loving, healing relationships with Jesus. I love that. Wow. And I think it's true, but it's a really high bar to clear. Yeah, it is. How often does our anger actually result in restoring people into loving, healing relationships with Jesus. Probably not super often, but I think one of the ways that it could would be if I'm angry about a broken relationship that I have with someone else Mm -hmm. and I go to counseling and I express that anger and I get it out. Maybe I get some wisdom. I get some good advice. I get good counsel. And then I can go back to that person and interact with that person in a much healthier way than I would have before expressing that anger. 100%. That's an example of how righteous anger could ultimately restore people into a loving, healing relationship. I'm expressing anger in the appropriate way and the appropriate venue to make this relationship have a better chance at healing. Whereas if I wouldn't have expressed my anger at all, Mm -hmm. I actually would have had less of a chance of healing this relationship. So it feels like it feels like anger can be the fuel to get you somewhere or it can Mm. burn your house down. Yes. Mm. That anger and that frustration can drive you to get counseling and kind of be the motivating factor. Anger can energize you in a way that nothing else can. Yeah, that's so true. And I do think there could be a theoretical situation where expressing my anger directly to another person that sure. I, who I'm angry with could actually be a positive energizing force. Right. Mm. This person has wronged me and we have a very close trusting relationship. And I express like, look, you've upset me. You've made me angry. This is how I'm feeling. And we need to talk about this and work through this thing. Mm. Like, I think there is a way for us to express that directly to each other in a way that is righteous in a way that is good. We just, at the time that we're doing it, We have to be aware of the environment that we're in. We have to understand how dangerous it is, whether or not we're in control, how the other person is going to respond, whether they can respond without losing their temper. We have to have a lot of maturity, a lot of foresight, a lot of caution because I'm not God. God gets angry a lot in scripture, <laughs> yeah. but we know he does it for the right reasons. I can't trust myself to do that no. most of the time. Yeah, there are some very angry points, justifiably so, where the Israelites and people are completely doing the opposite of what God wanted. Mm-hmm. But we know how the story ends with that. God still looks at this big clumpy mess of the planet and goes, yeah, this is still worth saving. We go back to our litmus test, right? Like yeah. even mm-hmm. God's anger there ultimately was about restoring people into yeah. loving, healing relationships Jesus? with Jesus. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was what the anger was actually about. Even Jesus's 
actions in the temple. We're about that. We're about loving yeah. and healing relationships. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. so we just got to be careful, I think, on the one hand to make sure that we're not stuffing our anger and repressing it to the point where it's going to manifest itself in mm-hmm. some potentially really unhealthy ways. Yeah. But at the same time, we got to be really careful about seeking out how to express that anger in ways yeah. that is going to lead people back to him. Mm-hmm. It's Anson again, host of the Really Real podcast. You know, nowadays you can get almost anything shipped directly to your door. But what's the most frustrating purchasing experience of all? Buying a new home. And that's still one thing you can't get shipped to your house. Another house. Until now. With House to House. No, we're not talking about cheap gimmicks like a tiny house or modular home building kit. We're talking permanent and premium single family housing. So, how do we ship an entire house to your house? Well, House to House had to get a bit creative, but the solution is now here. Each month, House to House will select the perfect home for your family. Then, all that's left to do is place the provided cardboard box with pre printed shipping label outside your front door and hop inside. That's right, House to House may not be able to ship a new house to you, but they can ship you to a new house. Lots of belongings you want to take with you? No problem! We'll provide enough boxes for you to pack up every item and person you want to bring along to your new home. Imagine a brand new home handpicked for you every single month. That dream can now come true with House to House. We'll ship you straight to the front door. House to House subscription is $399,000 per month for 24 months with $1 million early termination fee. Granola bars, water bottle, and roll of toilet paper is included in each personal person box. All right. Now it is time to wrap up the podcast with our fill in the blank. So how do you even end a podcast? Instead of drawing a blank, we're going to fill one in. Here's our blank to fill in this time, guys. The next time I feel angry, I want to what? So given everything we said, I'm going to say deal with it, knowing that it's either in the moment or at some point I'm going to have to deal with it, recognizing that it's going to have to be dealt with. Hmm. I guess mine is similar because I have a similar struggle. So I would say process it, Mm. actually process it first, but also like at the end of that process, actually express it in a healthy way. I would say for me, the next time I feel angry, I want to pause Mm. to do everything that you guys are talking about, to deal with it, to process it, to make sure that I'm in control or that Mm -hmm. I haven't deceived myself into thinking that I am when I'm not. All of that to me requires pause. It requires time because if I go with my first gut reaction, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance it's probably going to be the wrong one. Yeah. 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 In pre-marriage counseling, someone once said to us, healthy conflict happens slow. Mm. Unhealthy conflict happens fast. Let's go eat some chili. Yay. Slow cooked chili. (laughs) Simmering. (laughs) Spicy simmering chili. (laughs) Yummy. Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. Get more content or air your grievances in the Real FM Insider Facebook group at realfm.online slash insiders. We have really important scientific polls like which dog is cuter? Cuter is a word, right? Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say, No, this is the most annoying <laughs> voice you've ever heard. <laughs>